If you're old enough, you might remember back in 1987, R.E.M. released a song. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Sort of bizarre, isn't it? You know, here we are talking, you know, global warming and mass extinction events, and even, you know, some astronomers are warning us that we could get hit by an asteroid or something. I don't know who would feel fine about that, but if we look at the Bible, it also talks about the end of the world, and it says, hey... This message of the end of the world is actually a message of hope. How does that work? This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. Welcome to Signs of the Times Radio, and with me in the studio is Pastor Wayne Boehm. How are you, Wayne? Good, Ken. Nice to be back here with you. Yeah. It's been a little while. It has been a little while, yeah. You've, you were looking like a regular for a while, and then we sort of rejected you, but you're back. I'm back, so thank you for the invitation to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not a problem at all. Now, Wayne, we do usually get you on Signs of the Times Radio as, as a pastor, also as the head of the Discovery. Bible school, you know, because you have expertise in these more biblical sort of mm. issues. And we do want to look at uh, quite a biblical topic today. It's based on an article in the May Signs of the Times entitled Hope and the End of History by Mark Finley. So, yeah, we've you've had a look at that. I've had a look at that. I mean, I, I edited it, so... <laughs> well, I hope you've had a look at it. Yeah, that's good. I've, I've definitely had a look at it, but I think it raises some pretty important issues, but I guess for a lot of people out there, they're like, really, the second coming, Jesus coming back? It's like, how does that really r- r- relate to me? Yeah. Um, Mark Finley starts off pointing out that humanity has this incredible need. Like all of us, men, women, children, we all have this incredible need, and that is a need for hope. Yeah. You think about all the things that we struggle with. Mm-hmm. If a person has no hope, mm. you know, we, we can be the, the miserable, downcast people you'd ever meet. So, you know, we've got to have hope. But I guess one of the questions is, in today's climate, today's world, it's not always easy to have hope. People struggle with it so many in so many different ways. We look at suicide rates right ac- across not just Australia, New Zealand, but also in the Pacific is some of the highest mm. that, that we've youth, ever seen. And youth suicide. How, yeah. does, how does that work? Yeah. I guess it comes back to when we lose hope, we struggle with, I guess, meaning, purpose. You know, we feel isolated from family, friends, and mm. where do you go? Yeah, yeah. And people do some pretty desperate things when when it comes to you know, having having that sense of hopelessness and wanting to reach yeah. out and, and grasp that hope. I think you mentioned just before we started, you know, that even uh, people, you know, getting in the proverbial leaky boats and, you know, trying to get to a, a country where they're going to be safe. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a pretty desperate thing to do in search of hope, in search of a better life. And unfortunately, then, you know, if they're stuck in offshore detention, then we see yeah. hope dwindle away again. And we see this, I mean, I mean, you mentioned suicide, you know, we see yeah. suicide, we see self-harm, we see mental illness. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an extreme example, but I guess a lot of us can relate to it in some way, you know, to look at the future and to think, well, what is going on? What hope is there for me? And I guess the message that the Bible gives us, I mean, sometimes it's seen as doom and gloom and fire and brimstone, but you see hope there. Look, maybe just going back to your point there, I think we need to do life better. 
right. for one. You know, as, as a community of people, as, as families, we've got to do life better than, than maybe what we currently are. And, and, mm. you know, to our listeners, you know, wherever you might be with a home or, or work, there's got to be that thing of, of reaching out to, to family, to friends, to colleagues, to, to bring hope, to, to give encouragement to, to people. And so I guess some of the things is where do we get that from? Mm-hmm. And, and scripture gives, certainly gives us hope. Yeah. I mean, look, a lot of people say family is the most important thing to me and that's where I get my meaning yeah. in life. I mean, that's true. Is, is oh, it? Oh, abso- absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and look, people will find hope in different places. Yeah. They'll find meaning and purpose in different places. Mm-hmm. For the Christian community, again, we, we come back to finding that in Scripture, mm-hmm. both hope for the present. You know, Jesus, one of the things he, he said is, I've, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. So it's not mm-hmm. all about just future reward. Mm-hmm. It's pie, about... Pie in the sky, by yeah, and by, as they yeah. say sometimes, yeah. It's about changing that here and now, that Jesus came that you might have life and, and have it to the full. So, you mm-hmm. know, it has to impact us. But I guess as, as we look at the article, society... And even Hollywood mm-hmm. is focused on the end of the world. You're right, you know. I, I notice people using the expression apocalyptic more and more. Yeah. You know, this situation we're facing with global warming is, you know, is apocalyptic or the, all the insects on the planet are dwindling away. Yeah. You know, it's an apocalyptic situation, all, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I guess you mentioned global, global warming there. And there's been a few recent articles of people calling it the new religion. Yeah. Um, oh, so, oh the, the, the critics saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's interesting how that's um, panning out too. But mm. I guess it brings us back to Scripture. Well, what does the Bible say yeah, yeah. about how the world will end? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it something to be fearful of? Is it something that we need to be worried about in our, our daily life? And so, you know, there's some of the questions that people may have mm. in relation to, well, the, yeah, the global warming and, and things getting worse. We see mm-hmm. uh, problems around the world, wars, and, mm. and you know, even, even here in Sydney at the moment, and I think it's even broader terms, drought. Mm. So, where's all this going to end? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so look, we had our, our movie critic on recently, so we've we've, we've had our, our movie expert, you know, Mark Hadley, he was great, yeah. but you're more of a biblical expert. Yeah. So let, let's look at the Bible. I'm curious, and I'll, I'll start you off with this question. This idea that there is going to be a second coming, you know, the, the day of the Lord, the Bible uses a lot of different descriptors. Yeah. Is this a concept that, say, Abraham had, Moses had, like some of those Old Testament, you know, David, those Old Testament characters? Or is the idea of the second coming a sort of a New Testament innovation? I guess as we look through the Old Testament, you look at the Exodus, the time of Moses. Mm -hmm. Even, well, even let's go back before then to Genesis 3, Genesis 4, Mm -hmm. where the the promise of a Messiah is given in, in Genesis chapter three, right? Of oh, yeah. wow! So the the third chapter in the whole Bible, yeah. right, so, right there near the beginning. So we go right back to the the beginning, and there it gives us a, a glimpse. And the, the Bible says this: Adam and Eve have have fallen, mm-hmm. and when the Lord is giving the I guess pronouncing the curses. Mm-hmm. He didn't leave simply the curses, but he also gave some hope at this particular point because mm-hmm. he says, "Yeah, I will put enmity between you." And the woman. Who, who's you? So, so between Satan and, mm. and the woman, mm-hmm. between your seed, Satan's seed, and her seed, 
But then so, it gives so, say, that, so seed means descendants in, descendants, the, in that yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. So so there's always going to be this sort of tension and this trouble between humanity and like and the devil and yeah. and his minions. Yep. Between yeah. good okay. and evil. Yeah. Between those who follow God and, and those who follow mm-hmm. Lucifer. Mm-hmm. But then it says, um, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So in the generations to come, mm. the the descendant. Although bruised at the heel, would also be victorious, mm-hmm. and so we get the a glimpse of yeah. of the Messiah coming through there. Okay, because because I mean, you'd think when it said when it says you know the the woman is you know she her Adam and Eve are going to have a bunch of babies, a bunch of descendants. Yeah. You think you would think at that point they'd start talking about plural, but yeah. instead it starts talking about he. Who's this he? Yeah. He will crush your head. God says to the serpent, but you will bruise his heel. So. There's a suggestion. It's sort of vague, isn't it? But but there is a, a suggestion that Adam and Eve are going to have some sort of descendant, a key person who's going to crush that serpent, who's going to crush Satan. I mean, that's not really a picture of Jesus' second coming in itself, is it? But no. But, but, but it's, it's pointing forward. It is pointing forward to, to, to it's giving hope, some confrontation. Yeah. So it's pointing forward to to hope. It's pointing forward to to someone who would who would bring a rescue mission. Hmm. And so hmm. we see then come down, you know, all the way through the Old Testament talks as you alluded to talks about the day of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and I guess we look through. We, the, we might also call it the day of judgment. Sometimes, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And it sounds pretty cataclysmic. Suddenly, sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. so we come then into the New Testament. Yeah. This one that the Old Testament pointed forward to that would mm-hmm. bring, I guess it was on this rescue mission, mm-hmm. would then usher in also a new kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess also we get a glimpse of this through the, the Old Testament when the children of Israel are coming out to the promised land. Mm-hmm. So there was always this this hope of something better, hope mm-hmm. that God mm-hmm. was going to bring them from their current trials and turmoil and, and difficulties mm. into a better land, mm-hmm. into the promised land. Right. And so we we go right through then into the, the New Testament. Jesus again was ushering in that, that new kingdom. Mm-hmm. He obviously has, you know, fulfilled the promise then of, of Genesis 3, mm. crushing the, the head of the serpent of Satan, Having that well, victory over sin. Well, people would say the devil seems to be alive and well today, wouldn't they? There's plenty of evil going on. Yeah. But, but, but we did certainly see, you know, Jesus on the cross does look a lot like, you know, the devil, you know, bruising Jesus' heel. It's definitely a, a pretty horrible injury there. Yeah. But, but you think the devil was crushed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the victory for sin, mm-hmm. or the, 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 the price, the penalty of sin was paid. The victory mm. was won. Our future, was secured. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus then goes on, and, and in the New Testament, there are over 1,500 texts mm. that refer to the second coming. 1,500, wow. So, you know, right through through Scripture, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's that illusion, there's that promise of, of hope mm. that has been given to the people, to the readers, and now, you know, to you and I, that in our yep. difficult circumstances that we might find ourselves as you know, as we look around the world, there is a better future. There is something coming. Okay. Now, look, it's often said that um, it's people who came after Jesus who sort of talked him up. You know, people say, well, it was the Apostle Paul who really, you know, said he was the Son of God and, and, and the Savior and all this sort of stuff. Is that true? When we look in the New Testament, do we see Jesus actually talking about his second coming or, yeah. or is it only other people who sort of came up with the idea later? So, 
we'll pick up a couple of texts here just to, to reinforce and answer your question, Ken. Matthew 24, one of the key passages in mm-hmm. Scripture, and mm-hmm. also then Luke 21. Okay. And we pick out different aspects then of Jesus talking about his his return. Oh, so Jesus himself actually spoke about it, all yeah. right? It's yeah. not, not just a, a later innovation. No. Yeah. So maybe as I, as I lead into that, let me just refer to this passage. passage. The, the, book, the writer of the, to the book of Hebrews makes this comment. He says mm-hmm. in Hebrews 9 verse 28, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. So mm-hmm. referring back to, to Calvary. Mm-hmm. To those who eagerly, eagerly await for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get this, this glimpse here as, yes, he came the first time. Mm-hmm. Now there's a second appearing, a second advent mm-hmm. that, that Jesus will, will appear. Right. Not so, this time to so, pay for sin. So when we use the word advent, I mean, I guess we talk about the advent of electric cars, don't we? So yeah. advent means like the arrival, the, the coming. Yeah. So we can talk about Christ's second advent as yeah. well. Okay. So second appearing. So when he first came to the earth 2000 years ago, mm-hmm. that was his first appearing mm-hmm. as prophesied by the mm-hmm. prophet Daniel in, in Daniel chapter nine. Mm-hmm. And now, the the second advent, the second appearing, mm-hmm. is obviously when he comes again this time mm-hmm. to wrap things up, mm-hmm. and in a sense take us to the promised land. Okay, so you're you're a pastor of the Seventh Day Adventist Church, correct? So I guess ad, an Adventist is someone who believes in the believes coming of Jesus in yeah. the Advent. Okay, all right, yeah. Well, that's yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I guess a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't um, put that together unless it was explained. So the, yeah. you know, they were the two. Pillars when the church took its name in uh, back in 1863, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know, they were the two important foundational pillars that the church fathers the, the, and the, mothers, the Seventh Day Adventist Church, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, had been talking about. Now, I guess it's important as we go through that period. You know, some have labelled the Adventist Church to be time setters. Well, um, that, that's certainly how it's, it started that way, didn't it? Wasn't there a, a Baptist lay preacher? Was it William Miller yeah. in the in the what the early eighteen hundreds yeah. or something? Who basically said, "Look, I've been reading the Bible, and I reckon Jesus is coming back in eighteen forty three. Yeah, and then changed then to eighteen forty four. And then changes my lay to eighteen forty four. Um, and as we know, it, it well, we're still here, so clearly, yeah. clearly it didn't happen. It, it's not a very illustrious beginning for a church, is it, to be um, to sort of mess up on on understanding yeah. prophecy about Jesus. Second coming. Does does that give you a sense of humility when it comes to reading this, you know, these verses? Yeah. Not to make the same as not to make the same mistake. Not to be so sort of dogmatic and you know pig-headed about it that you're you're not willing to listen to other interpretations. Yeah. Look, I, I guess as we look through scripture and you know back in the eighteen forties, people there was a, the time of the Second Great Awakening and people mm-hmm. were were there was a general revival all around North America. North America. Yeah. Um, I think there was even some in Europe and yeah, the UK yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's swept through mm. um, the world, and so I guess at this point there's a renewal in in scripture. There was uh, different things happening in the world economically, mm-hmm. which again was causing people to you know the civil war in, in America mm. to understand where is all this going. Yeah, yeah, and so. Yeah, you know, you're right. William Miller sat down and, and went through scripture verse by verse and came to that conclusion that, you know, in 1843 and then 1844 that Jesus was coming. Mm. How he missed this one text in uh, Matthew 24 verse 36, but the day of the Lord, uh, but the day and hour, no one knows, not even 
the angels of heaven, but only my Father in heaven. And this is Jesus speaking. So this is Jesus speaking. So, uh, Jesus, were, I mean, some Bibles have the words of Jesus in red letters, yeah. you know, like these are particularly important. So, so a crucial text. So Jesus says himself, look, no one knows yeah. ex- exactly the, yeah. the time when I'm coming back. So one of the things that I guess, and, and there are many interpretations there out there in, in Scripture now, we talk of the, the rapture. Uh, again, coming back in the 1830s by a uh, guy by the name of Darby. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, wasn't really heard of. But again, mm-hmm. that has been picked up on. And, and so people have different interpretations of yeah. that. Hey, um, have you seen the um, Nicolas Cage Left Behind movie on, no, on no, Netflix? No, I haven't, no. It's, I, I know that like way back there was a series of movies and books and, and stuff uh, called Left Behind. Yeah. But the new Nicolas Cage movie on Netflix is actually quite well done. Okay. And it, it does give you this idea. I mean, you see people... Uh, are in an aeroplane and then suddenly the the rapture in inverted commas yeah. occurs and suddenly where there are pa- where there were passengers sitting in the seats in the plane you know way up you know thousands of yeah. <laughs> a thousand meters in the air or you know was 11 k however yeah. high up they go suddenly it's only their clothes are sitting in their chairs and the people are gone yep and <laughs> It's, I guess, one of those 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 struggles of Hollywood yeah. puts their own interpretation. Well, that's right. But this this is a particular problem when one of the people who are taken, or or two of the people who are taken, are the pilot and co-pilot. You know, so that, then you've really then you've really got troubles. But but this apparently has been, you know, quite a popular idea among a lot of Christians that that is the way Jesus yeah. coming is going to happen. That suddenly people will just. That people would would just disappear, you know, yeah. off the face of the earth, and it would be taken. It's sometimes called a secret rapture. Yeah. Uh, I think. Do you see that idea in scripture? Yeah. Let's let's have a look through scripture. This passage in Matthew twenty four, and it mm. may answer that question for us because it's a key question and, and one that many are asking. Mm-hmm. So let's have a look at okay, Matthew twenty four. So Matthew twenty four is a real key chapter, isn't it, it is. for understanding? It this? is okay. So you know, Jesus is standing on the the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. Um, just outside Jerusalem. Just outside Jerusalem, mm-hmm. talking to his disciples. Incidentally, I was there uh, last year, mm-hmm. and on the side of Mount of Olives now, which overlooks the the Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, then would have been the temple. Mm. It's just full of of graves. Wow! Um, just it's a cemetery now. It is. Uh, the the gentleman by the, uh, Schindler. He's actually buried there. They, oh, Oscar Schindler. Oscar Schindler. As in Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Schindler. They, they took him back and buried them as a, as a form of honour. Wow. So if, but if you want to be buried there, Ken, you mm. better start saving now. Right. 250,000 US <gasps> to be buried in that place. So No way. This is where Jesus <laughs> is standing. That's, that's a sign. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, Jesus is standing on Mount of Olives, mm. and the disciples come and ask this question in verse 3. Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the signs of your coming Mm-hmm. And of the end of the age. So the disciples have asked that key question, mm-hmm. and Jesus is about to, to answer that question for them. And, and right. this is how he answers it. Verse 6 of Matthew 24, he says, And you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. So sign one. Yeah, so, so conflict, conflict. Conflict amongst nations. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must pass, but the end is not yet. So mm-hmm. it's it's simply a sign of mm-hmm. of the time and the of the turmoil that we're living in. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's still a, mm-hmm. a period mm-hmm. of time to come. There's, aren't, aren't there natural disasters mentioned there as well? Yeah, there's wars. Yeah, they're yeah. coming. Okay. Verse seven: For nation will rise against nation, uh-huh. kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. 
Okay. Now, I know you've lived in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. I've lived in, in Solomons, and then and these earthquakes were a regular part of, oh, of life. We went through a 7.6 when I was a really? kid. That was pretty hardcore, but luckily the buildings there are mostly sort of single or double story at the most, yeah. and are built for earthquakes, yeah. So, but it was still a pretty hectic sort of event. I can tell you, a 7.6 earthquake, yeah. man. Did you see the, the, the ground heaving? No, no we, we, we were inside, but um, when you live in an earthquake-prone area, you learn pretty quickly quickly to put your crockery and glassware on the bottom shelf yes, <laughs> and, and put your plastic up high because that's the stuff that's going to fall down in, in yeah. an earthquake. So, yeah, yeah it was, it's pretty intense. So yeah. Jesus makes a, a really clear point here that the earth will be struggling in the last days. Mm-hmm. You know, things will be going wild. And, mm. and I guess, you know, when you look at um, famines, and I guess with famines goes drought. Yeah. There'll be pestilences. I remember driving out to Broken Hill a couple of years ago and just being driving through locust plagues mm-hmm. you know you get to it got into broken hill and the car is just coming yeah, in, yeah. in like as was everybody else is coming actually, in we've we've um the july edition of science magazine coming up is that the cover story is actually pestilence yeah okay so that's that's a it's a very cool KGB on one. word so yeah we're looking at things like you know superbugs and like you know global warming seems to be encouraging malarial mosquitoes to yeah. come further and further south yeah you know there's all sorts of stuff out there that you know people are worried about yeah, yeah. So Jesus goes on and says, you know, famines, pestilence and earthquakes in various places, mm-hmm. all these are the beginning of the sorrows. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all part of what is coming. Mm-hmm. He then goes on to say that there will be a time of, of persecution mm-hmm. that, that follows as well. Mm-hmm. That, um, but particularly for people who, who follow Jesus. Yeah, yeah there will be a yeah. time of, of tribulation. He says, and, and you'll be hated on it by all nations because of my namesake. So we mm-hmm. get a, a glimpse there. The Bible also then says in verse 11 that many false prophets will rise up to deceive many. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people will be saying, hey, I am the Christ. And again, that's something else to look up on YouTube. Yeah, lots the of number false prophets, of, yeah, uh, yeah. People that are, are claiming that. And because lawlessness will abound, so again, we get mm-hmm. another glimpse of, of the times. Lawless will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Mm. So we see this this rise of, of hatred that's going on as well. And, and this is talking about the love of people for God, I assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, that's that's hope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible hope that comes through on, yeah. on that. There will be difficulties, there will be trials and tribulation, but hey, just hang on there, Jesus says, mm. because in the end, you're going to be saved and, and you too will inherit eternal life. Verse 14 says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. So we can see right. the, the progress of what's happening. We see mm. you know, false prophets, false Christs with a, a different gospel. We see mm. the, the world breaking down and heaving because of, well, maybe Na- because natural of... Natural and man-made disasters. Yeah, yeah, correct. But then he gives you know, that, that advice to us at the end, just keep on hanging in there. Because, keep on, yeah, he who um, Jews to the end will be saved. Will be saved. Verse 25 he, Jesus goes on and says, yeah, see, I have told you beforehand. Mm. So he gives this advanced warning yeah, as yeah. To, to what is taking place. Yeah, you're right. And that's interesting because some people say, oh, goodness, you know, so much doom and gloom and negativity. Like, why are you going on like that? Well, you know what? That's a, it's your smoke alarm's job in your house. Yeah. You know, yeah. to make a noise if you're at risk of fire. And, and that's actually a good thing. And it's actually a loving thing to do to warn someone that, hey, we're heading into a tough, yeah. you know, time. You, you know, we, we need to sort of prepare ourselves. That's, and I guess in some ways it's like a, a it's loving not negative. Parent. It's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you think of it as, as parents, you know, you, you warn your child, you know, 
don't go play on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, don't touch that. It's hot, or you know, it's and it's all for their safety. So Jesus yeah, yeah. again, as a loving parent, gives us this glimpse of, mm. hey, see these things. Mm-hmm. You know, keep looking, keep watching, keep yeah. um, be faithful. So Wayne does because our time is yeah. rapidly coming to an end. Does Matthew twenty four actually tell us what Jesus? Second coming will look and sound like. Like what? What? What are we expecting? Verse twenty-seven: For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes from the west, mm-hmm. so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. So it gives us a glimpse right. there of it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. It's not in a, in an airplane and suddenly the pilots disappear or mm-hmm. you know what have you. And even Revelation one seven says, you know, behold, he who is coming, and every eye will see him. Oh, so right. it, it's a an event that would take place of global proportions. Very much visible. Yeah. Very much visible. Uh-huh. Jesus then also gives us the, and it's interesting, the words that pick up then in, in the latter mm. part of that verse, in the latter part of that chapter of 24. In my Bible, the New King James, mm. three times Jesus calls us to watch. Mm-hmm. Verse 42, watch therefore, you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. We go down mm-hmm. to first, uh, second Peter, he'll come like a thief. Mm. So, you know, we don't know when these things will happen, mm-hmm. but we, we know. So he just three times, you know, he says to his people, watch, keep mm. watching, keep watch. watching, keep watching. So there's actually something to see then. It, it is visible. Yeah. And, and is it in Matthew 24 where it says two men will be in a field, like yeah. one yeah. will be taken, the other one will be left. Yeah, and, verse 40 and, and 41. And this is the idea that people get that maybe there's going to be a secret rapture. Yeah. But I find it interesting that um, I think First Thessalonians chapter 4 makes it really, really clear, doesn't it, about yeah. what the second coming will, will look and sound like. Oh, you're going there, so right? Let's, let's, let's turn there yeah, yeah. And, and have a look at that one. While we're, we're, we're here. First Thessalonians is uh, written by the Apostle Paul yep. to the church at, I think today, it's still there, Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki, been there. Yep. And there's a couple of things that, that happen in, in this, this chapter, both chapter 4 mm-hmm. um, and then chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4, verse 16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, mm-hmm. with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. So this is a, again... Not a, not, not a secret. No. This emphasis emphasizes the how audible the second coming is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, before we took about lightning and that sort of stuff, and yeah. and this is it's going to be loud. It's going to be a, a loud event. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the the hope that comes along with this, picking up on Mark's thoughts mm-hmm. here, the and the dead in Christ will rise first. Wow. So again, it just gives us that hope, that assurance mm-hmm. that the pain of you know if. We've lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. Here's the hope that the dead in Christ will rise first. And that's what, you know, scripture is just filled with, with hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, verse 17 goes on to say, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And then it goes mm-hmm. on to say, but concerning mm-hmm. times and seasons, brethren, we have no need to write to you. For you know yourselves perfectly well that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Mm-hmm. For when people are saying peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains on a pregnant woman. Right. So again, just gives us you know, more of a picture mm. of the, the, the second advent, the, the second coming of, yeah. of Jesus. So, so the thief aspect is not about the, the secrecy of Jesus' second coming. It's about the unexpectedness of Jesus' Correct. coming. Correct. Yeah, that makes it pretty yeah. clear, yeah. doesn't it? Wow. Okay. And I also mentioned the clouds there in the air. So yeah. Uh, Aren't there other verses that says, you know, he's coming in the clouds and there are, you know, like thousands of angels with him and, yeah. and stuff so like Revelation that. picks up on Revelation does that uh, on, okay. on those thoughts. So yep, yep. maybe I see our, our time's almost gone. It is almost gone, mate. Um, it's got got one final point to make. 
One final point here, coming from the book Second Peter chapter 3, mm-hmm. that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering mm-hmm. towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. again, when we, we see, you know, some may perceive God, and I had a letter about this the other day, you know, he's... he's we do something wrong, he's ready to, you know, zap Zap, us and, you know, gotcha for for doing X, Y, and Z. But it's it's quite a negative picture of God. It is, it is. But unfortunately, one that many hold. Mm -hmm. But we see through what Peter says here that he's not wanting any to perish, Mm. but for all to come to repentance. And that's one thing that that should give us hope. Um, Because I think there are places in the, in the Bible where the people of God are pictured as saying, how long, O Lord, how long? And Peter is explaining in these verses, hey, if there seems to be a delay, and if you read Matthew 24 and 25, you read yeah. Jesus' parables where there often seems to be a delay. Yeah. So, yeah, a delay shouldn't be unexpected. But what Peter is telling us is, hey, if there seems to be a delay, it's because God is patient. He wants to give everyone the chance. Yeah. He wants to give that time. Yeah. And I think the other one, too, in the context of Matthew 24 and 25 and 26 is that while Matthew 24 talks about the second coming of Jesus, mm. Matthew 25, three parables spoken of there, and we haven't got time to look into it, mm. but Matthew 25 actually gives us a glimpse of how we are to live while we're waiting for Jesus' return. So, mm, you know, if you're mm. listening today, go and have a look at that mm-hmm. because there's some really great things of how we are to care and, and serve each other while we're waiting for Jesus to return. Yeah, wow. Well, look, I would certainly love to be uh, ready for that, and I, I know you would too, Wayne. Yeah. And and I praise God that it's not my own, you know, genius or or goodness that's going to make me ready, but it's only you know by being close to Jesus, by being forgiven by Him, by being empowered with His Holy Spirit that that I'm going to be you know anything like ready for that incredible event. Yeah. I'm and looking forward to it. And I think people, if you know more information on that one, just keep continue reading in through Second Peter chapter three, mm-hmm. and actually gives us a really good understanding of mm. of how we are to wait in being ready, being found in believing in, in Jesus. All right. Well, there you go, listeners. Some homework for you. Uh, Matthew chapter 24 and 25. And also, it's uh, is it first or second Peter? Second Peter chapter second 3. Second Peter chapter 3. Thanks very much, Wayne. Thank you, Ken. Great to be here. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. 